The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowden and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. This is BGN Radio, episode number 308. I'm Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation. Our deepest apologies, condolences, etc. for not doing a wrap-up pod on the Eagles 49ers NFC Championship game. Um, But we're going to dive right into the Super Bowl coverage uh, between the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to do sort of a draft of we're going to draft basically 22 players each starters on offense and defense will go back and forth really the point of that exercise will be to sort of determine you know who has which team has more players sort of at the top of the draft which team has more players at the bottom of the draft it's sort of like an intro to i mean you already know you already know the eagles roster but sort of an intro to the the chiefs roster before we really get into the nitty-gritty uh beginning next week but before we get to all that i need to know where I can find either the best meat snacks in the land and or <laughs> where I can do some gambling. Well, Jimmy, um, DraftKings Sportsbook, obviously, is the place <laughs> you want to go for that, but uh, for the latter. But for the uh, meat snacks that you desire and the meat snacks that we have it, and I think I mentioned this on the mixtape. If I didn't, um, I'm mentioning it now. We have it on good authority, Jimmy, per source, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky source, that the Eagles are having Righteous Felon Craft Jerky out mm-hmm. with them, going with them to Arizona. That's how much they like it. They need it there as they fuel up for the Super Bowl. So the players love it so much. They're going to have it there. You want to go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. Also, the same discount code works at WildRangerPet.com if you're looking for 15% off some dog treats. But, Jimmy, I also have to tell you about... Super Bowl tickets. So I know a lot of people are looking for those, and we want to help you get the cheapest ones on the market. Bleeding Your Nation has recently been working with Ticket IQ, which has zero checkout fees and will save you thousands compared to StubHub. While the list price on sites like StubHub is cheaper, the checkout fees are almost $2,000 per ticket, which is insane. So you can skip all that and go to Ticket IQ ticketiq.com now or download their app on the app store plus they're offering $300 off Super Bowl orders now with promo code SB300 which you can enter at checkout 
Uh, these next few days are a prime buying time for Super Bowl tickets, so keep that in mind. And if you need any help figuring out when's the best time to buy or you just want to find the best deal, you can shoot them a direct message uh, on Twitter or check out their socials as they have a ton of helpful content on those platforms. So check out TicketIQ.com. As an Eagles beat writer... I am eternally thankful that I have no, one of the perks of this job is, or one of the perks, one of the non perks of this job is access to tickets sure. in any way. We have no access to tickets. So anytime anyone asks me if I can get them tickets in some way or some mm-hmm. like deal or discount or whatever, or just tickets for, you know, full price or whatever, can't help in any way. And thank God, because people are coming out of the woodwork for the Super Bowl. Uh, and my response is the same as always. Sorry, no, that not a perk of the job. Actually, you get a lot, and you just don't <laughs> want to share it. Is what I heard. Like you get a lot, and you're just very <laughs> selfish and greedy. Um, Jimmy, you'll be going to the Super Bowl, the big game. Uh, I will not yes. be going. Um, so that's just you're, I'm gonna. You went last. I time. went last it's time. Okay. Um, I am going to cover things from the ground here in Philly. So we'll have that perspective from my end, and then you'll have the perspective of being in Arizona. So we have both angles covered. I feel like here. Um, but let's get into our, uh, our big draft. This is your idea to be, sure. this is Jimmy's idea. Um, <laughs> he's more excited about it than I am. I'm, I'm being, I am, I am trying to see the, the, my problem with it, Jimmy, is I take things way too seriously in general and something I need to work <laughs> on in life. And you're very good at not doing that. So you have fun with things, but I just stressed out too much about things about this activity that doesn't matter. So, um, let's get it started. I put my list together in like 15 minutes. Uh, but like, so a couple ground rules, first of all, one is we're going to flip a coin and mm. whoever wins the coin toss gets to choose whether they want to have the first overall pick or uh, the next two picks. And then we'll snake it back mm. and forth uh, the whole rest of the draft. So we'll b- basically make two picks at a time for each of our turns after the first pick. If you draft, if the first person drafts a quarterback, the number one overall pick is a quarterback. The uh, other person has to select a quarterback. Uh, with the with their mm-hmm. first pick um because i guess i mean you know we're going to try to draft the best team that we can on the one hand but on the other hand we the point of the exercise is to kind of show who which team has the better you know players mm-hmm. uh i'm just going to go strictly off of my big board right i'm not going to stray much from that so like you know if there's i'm um, like if, if you take you know, if like lane johnson gets taken for example right uh and they're uh, actually bad example. If Jordan Mailata gets taken, I'm not going to not take Orlando Brown and wait until like the last round to take him. I'm going to take him wherever I think he is on my list. We're not trying to okay? like, so. maximize game theory here. <laughs> that's it's, it's not the point about like winning the game yeah. as much as it is. Right. Like you said, highlighting the top talents. Like basically, this is just a more um, adding some competition to a way of like ranking the top players in the game. On the, yeah. Regardless of and, and and sort of you know having something to say about each sure. player too, more so for the Chiefs, I think, because we already know the Eagles players mm-hmm. really well. Um, uh, also, one other thing too, I don't know if you have Mecole Hardman on your list, but he's probably not going to play. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not so, including him. Yeah, because he's okay. I got. I don't have him no. on mine either. Good. All right, we're on the same page. All right, I'm going to flip a coaster because I don't. I was going to say I don't have here. a coin nearby. I thought I did. Wow, the, it's a K coaster. For Kemsky, the other side. Wow, is, that's a big coaster, you know, too. The other side. It's like thick. <laughs> yeah, it's for my coffee mug. Wow. All right, so you want K or the other side? Um, I'll call it in the air when you flip it. Okay, ready? Yeah. 
Okay. It's the other side. Damn. All right. You get the preference of either the first pick or the snake. I will take Patrick Mahomes. Wow. What a surprising pick <laughs> at the top of the draft. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, not only is he really good, but he's also like playing the best ever kind of of his career in general. Like this season, he's been awesome. Um, it's going to be the MVP. The only thing that is obviously worth monitoring is the ankle. Uh, he said he didn't have any setbacks mm-hmm. with it. It didn't seem to hinder him a ton in the AFC Championship game, although like mm-hmm. later in the game seemed to kind of like, as the game went on, maybe kind of flared up a bit. He's going to have a couple weeks to rest it. I don't expect it to be um, a major factor, but if you have the Eagles pass rush, like chasing him around all day, maybe that kind of limits some of the things he can do, um, especially mm-hmm. again, as the course of the game goes on, maybe that pops up again. I, I'm not counting on it, but it's it's like something to watch. Yeah, the the Eagles or the Buccaneers defensive line dominated the Chiefs very banged up offensive line in the last time that they were in the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know the Eagles are gonna dominate in that way in this game, but I think they do have an advantage there. So uh he is susceptible to, you know, poor games when he is heavily pressured. So, you know, again, we'll see. But I think he's, you know, very clearly obviously the best player in this game coming up. I will take Jalen Hurts because I have to, but yep. also um, I mean I believe in Jalen Hurts, which, again, I've come a long way sure. from, from training camp. But I, there's something to the fact that he hasn't even had a great game in the playoffs yet that makes me believe he's due because I just feel like we're not going to have the season end without Jalen Hurts. And and he was good in the Giants game. He started off really strong in that game and uh, kind of made it so he didn't even have to do too much heavy lifting after that. Wasn't so great in the 49ers game. Um, not like... Not bad. I would say like a C-plus kind of game. Above average, but he made some key plays in both terms of throws and runs. But need him to be better in the Super Bowl because the the margin for error, I think, is not going to be what it was previously. And specifically, need to see him have success passing the ball down the field because he's overthrown A.J. Brown in back-to-back weeks now. Mm. I think Shukapati was reading a stat that he's like 3 for 10 on passes of 20 plus in the playoffs like the deep passing game has just not been there and usually that's a strength of his so really need to see and then again he also has 14 days to to rest the shoulder maybe that makes a difference I don't know Um, but I think there's a lot of pressure on him to perform and I think based on the vibes and the attitude from him everything we've seen that I feel good because I feel like he is I hesitate to use the term refuse to lose because that's what uh, Arrowhead pride sweet Pete Sweeney uses for Mahomes, but I think there's some of that. There's some of like I think he's locked in. I think he's clearly like, hey, because he was, I, I know he was asked about like his favorite player mm-hmm. from the season. Bo Wolf was doing that poll of everyone, and he was like, season's not over yet. So I think he's locked in. I think he knows just making it here is not anything. It's about winning it. So I trust in him. Uh, okay. So my second pick, my snake pick here. And I'm not going to go into depth with all of these. Obviously, we'll speed through. I just wanted to touch on some of yeah. the top players here. Um, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. I think he's such a weapon that wow. okay. um, it's hard to he, – he's just he's like a cheat code. Like, it's just like you're not going to stop him. And he. I just think he makes life – He might be the best tight end ever. Yeah, I think he's up there with Gronk. Um, I just think he makes things so easy for you. He, he's going to find a way to get open. He's a monster in the red zone, going to be a huge threat down there. Um, and I like that combo. 
I, I think that's just a nice security blanket to have. He's going to be a big factor in this game. I don't think the Eagles can really like shut him down as much as they can only hope to contain him reasonably so. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they throw at him in terms of who they're going to have cover him. I wonder if it might be mm-hmm. like Super Bowl 52 where they kind of experiment because it wasn't like they just put one guy in Gronk. They had like Corey Graham on him. They had Darby on him. I think they had Mills on him at some points. Like they were kind of mixing and matching that. Um, but I'll take Kelsey because he's just so good. All right. I'm going to take Lane Johnson. First of all, uh, there are half the league has good pass rushers that are rushing off that are rushing against right tackles from week to week. Uh, only one team has Lane Johnson. <laughs> so like I'll take Lane Johnson, who, you know, I've been consistent in saying, I think he's the best offensive lineman in the NFL, not just right tackle, not just left, not just offensive tackle, best lineman in the NFL. So I'll take him. Uh, even with the injury, I think he's played at a, at an elite level. Uh, I think that one is pretty cut and dried. And then the next pick really uh, struggled with who to have higher here, whether it was Hassan Reddick or Chris Jones. Mm. Chris Jones, I think, should be the defensive player of the year mm. in the NFL. I think he's definitely better than Nick Bosa. I think Hassan Reddick is better than Nick Bosa. Um, and then uh, who's the third guy in that group for defensive player of the year? Parsons. Uh Oh, Michael Parsons, of course, yeah. Eh, Parsons could get it too, but I think mm, uh, Chris Jones could, is just such a dominant. Pretty quiet end to the season. That kind of gets overlooked. Fifteen and a, fifteen and a half sacks for Chris Jones mm-hmm. for, as an interior defensive lineman. Yeah. He plays on the edge a little bit when they can, you know, take they can take advantage of mismatches out there. Uh, but just such a dominant player. I ultimately decided on Hassan Reddick mm. because dude is hot. Like yeah. nine and a half sacks, three forced fumbles in his last six games. If they awarded a def- you know an MVP for the conference championship games, it would be him sure. for the NFC championship game. But like not not even a debate, it would have been him. And he's just playing at an extremely high level right now. And I don't know that the Chiefs, well, in this particular case, I don't think they have a guy that can block him. Uh, so yeah, give me uh, Hassan Reddick here. Yeah, I think the odds on Reddick are probably pretty good. Maybe they've gotten worse because everyone keeps saying this. I feel like, but early on, at least. I felt like Reddick is probably one of the better Super Bowl MVP bets in terms of the value you would get for that bet. Like, you know, if you're going to go on a mm-hmm. relative long shot. What, what are his odds? I forget. I didn't check them recently, but I, I feel like they may have shortened because everyone keeps saying that. And I think. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. maybe it, it's a bad bet because is he going to have like the same kind of. Can you just count on it to be a big game <laughs> again? I mean, it's been great. I'm not going to yeah. bet against it, but I'm just saying. Um, and it's also just rare for a defensive player, a non-quarterback, really, at all, to get it. Do you know how many have won it? Defensive players? I forget. I just wrote it this morning. Nine. Mm, nine. More than I thought. Last one to do it was Von Miller. Uh, yes. I mean, I it should have been, been against Aaron Donald last year. Let's be real. But it was not. Oh, right. Yeah, it went to Cooper Cup, I think. Yeah, or Cup or Stafford, I guess. I think it went, I think it went to Cooper Cup. And um, I saw something on ESPN today about a better who put $500 on both kickers to win Super Bowl MVP. Because uh, it's like plus 200, each of them. It's never happened. Never had a kicker win Super Bowl MVP. But that's not entirely out of the... It could be. It's feasible. Not going to say it's likely. It's feasible. But uh, no kickers in the draft here. So you you took uh, Reddick, which I think was a good pick by you. I'm going to take Chris Jones here, obviously. I mean, you just okay. kind of laid out no the brainer. case. He's been a, he's been yeah. a beast. Um I had him number four on my board. I actually had him over Reddick. Um, I just think he's... You did, okay. Yeah, because I just think, you know, the, the to get that kind of level of pass rush juice from an interior player is just like a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. I think edge rushers, that's great, but 
to have that kind of disruption. And you saw Chris Jones and basically um, end Joe Burrow, you know, any kind of chance of him getting that game to, or winning the game or yeah. Right. Winning the game. Yeah. And late mm-hmm. in the game, he just ended the game for them there. And I think he's going to be a big problem for the Eagles to deal with. Um, he took lane. So I'm going to go with, I need a tackle and the Chiefs tackles are not great. So I'm going to have to take Jordan Mailata. Jordan Mailata, <laughs> who I believe okay. I'm not mistaken is like PFF's highest graded offensive lineman or tackle at least in the playoffs has not is only okay. like allowed one pressure or zero pressures. Like he's wasn't as great in the regular season. Not that he was bad, but like, I think he's even stepped it up to a new level in the playoffs here mm-hmm. and got to have a left tackle. So I will take Jordan Mailata in addition to Chris Jones. You're not going to like this, but my next two picks <laughs> are AJ Brown mm. and Devonte Smith. Wow. <laughs> uh, and they just happen to be the next two guys on my on my big board. Okay. Um, AJ Brown, not much, not much needs to be said there. Uh, over fourteen hundred yards. Uh, I forget exactly how many touchdowns. Ten or eleven, I think, on the season. Um, hasn't has been kind of quiet in the playoffs. Uh, was sort of unhappy with a lack of targets in the divisional round against the Giants. Um, wide receivers basically weren't needed <laughs> against the 49ers once they got uh, a lead and their quarterbacks couldn't throw at all anymore. Uh, so, um, you know, it, Devontae Smith obviously had the catch, non-catch, whatever you want to call that, uh, on the first drive of the game. But, uh, yeah, th- their their importance level became negated to some degree uh, the rest of that game. Not to some degree, completely almost in the second half of that game. They're going to have to have a big game uh, against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And I think there are matchups that could be had uh, against the Chiefs are Chiefs have, are starting two rookies at, at corner. Uh, we'll get to that later when we actually pick those guys. Um, but they have two rookies and they have uh, a third year guy in Legereus Sneed. So it's very in, for for a very experienced team in the Chiefs. They have very inexperienced corners, and uh, these two receivers are far better than anything that the Chiefs have. Uh, at receiver. Um, but even beyond that, I mean, for that aside, I think that these two players are, you know, just stars, uh, both number one receivers, um, do it in different ways. And, uh, you know, have been awesome all season for the Eagles and a big part of the reason why they're in the Super Bowl. See, this is why I didn't want to do the draft because I already lost because now I have <laughs> no receivers and you're also going to get Goddard because I can't take Goddard. So like, I just, this, this, this is why. No, you can, if you want to take Goddard, take Goddard, go right um, ahead. But I, it's not, it's dumb though. It's, there's no point to that. Like <laughs> if you want to be a, a two tight end no, offense, then you I'm not going to be a two tight end offense. Um, so, uh, yeah, I screwed up big time. Should have taken not my lotta. Um, so, but we already said it's not even game theory. I know. We're yeah, not even doing like, game theory. Uh, but when people see these two rosters, theory. they're going to go, Jimmy's is better. I'm going to go <laughs> with... Um... See, this is why I didn't want to do this. This is... this. this is, I can't... It's The draft is broken. I'm looking at my big board, and I just don't feel... Like the next one I have is Goddard, who's still available, but I don't want to take him. Take I him. Just think, all right, fine. Then you don't have a tight end. I'll just take Dallas Goddard. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jason Kelsey, because uh, I will help build okay. up my line. I think Kelsey is so, sure. speaking of players who are just like, I said Mahomes earlier, like different in stages of their career, but just players who are great and playing maybe their best season, which is an incredible thing to say, considering how good a players are. I think you can say the same thing for Kelsey. Um, 
Jason Kelsey, that is. Um, although Travis is certainly killing it as well. And I'm just editing my team here, which is why I'm stalling. Um, Goddard. Okay. Uh, yeah, so taking Goddard, I think uh, clearly he was not going to like be a big factor in the 49ers game. We said that going into the game. It just was right. not. As, Warner, as yeah. opposed to the Giants game where he was primed to go off. Not really the case in the in the 49ers game. He just basically mm-hmm. um, was just like a dump-off guy, which is fine. Just contribute in any way you can. Wasn't going to be relied on to make big plays. Could change a bit here against the Chiefs. I think, you know, he has some matchups he can win. And um, and he'll certainly be more of a factor than he was last week. On your A.J. Brown point, by the way, really quick. Same thing I said with Hurts. Just do. Like, like are we really going to go through the playoffs with how good he was in training camp, with how good he was in the regular mm-hmm. season? Are we really going to go through the entire playoffs without him going off at some point? Like, it just doesn't feel real to me that we would see that. He's a sneaky MVP candidate, too. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think he, in, even in a loss, like, I, he's going to have a big game, I think. I just, either way, I think he's mm-hmm. going to be put up some big numbers here. Um, just it feels like law of averages, like he, it has to happen. But uh, I'll take mm-hmm. Goddard and I'll take uh, Jason Kelsey to put it to you. You got both brothers. There you go. I will take Darius Slay. I think he's the best cornerback in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's. I don't. I don't think it's as marginal as as uh, has been kind of perceived mm-hmm. between him and James. James Bradbury had a great year, like no question. But ultimately, I think Darius Slay is the is the better cover guy. I don't know, and I think that shows up. You don't think so? I mean, I think it's kind of close. You look at Bradbury's numbers; okay. it's pretty impressive. Like his pass rating when targeted, I think is better than Slay's. He's also made okay. more plays than Slay, right? In terms of picks, they have the same number of picks. Okay, then no, or at least they well, did during the regular but, season. Uh, he has more uh, pass breakups for sure. Who does Slay or Bradbury? Bradbury. Well, yeah, he's targeted more, sure, but he makes plays on the ball. Um, <laughs> so does Slay. Mm, it's been a while. <laughs> When's his last pick? And I'll tell you what, I'm I'll do the I'm going to do the right thing. You're obviously not going to take this player, but I'm going to stick to my board. So, like, we're going against game theory here, but I'm going to take Creed Humphrey, yeah. the Chiefs center. Uh, awesome player. I don't know if I'm sure he made the pro. Actually, the Chiefs entire left side of the line made the Pro Bowl. So Orlando Brown, um, the left guard is uh, um, Joe Tooney, Tooney yeah. and uh, Creed Humphrey. Uh, the center all made the Pro Bowl. Two guys on the right side, actually, the one guy on the right, right guard, Trey Smith, could have made the Pro Bowl. And then the right tackle is their weakness. We'll get to him later. But uh, Creed Humphrey, uh, give me him. Okay. Begrudgingly, I'll take Creed Humphrey. I will take. I actually, <laughs> I have the way worse. I have the way worse center in, in this in this uh, exercise. Like I think Kelsey is mm-hmm. just so far head and shoulders above every other center in the NFL. I don't think it's close. Uh, but you know. That's just, but you know, Creed Humphrey is also very good. So I'll take him. Well, I'm running some 12 personnel garbage offense anyway. Uh, I will take <laughs> Bradbury. I actually had him one above Slay. So I will, I will okay. take that. I think it's close. I do. I do really think it's close. I know Slay gets the reputation, but I don't know. I like Bradbury a lot. I think he's pretty good. And then I think I just want to keep going in the trenches here. So I will take, hmm, I think I'm going to take a. I'm looking at my board. I'm going to go with a Javon Hargrave. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. I okay. would, the, between him and Chris Jones, a lot of interior pass rush juice there. Hargrave. I, all right. Bastard. 
that hurts. I got you back. He was he was gonna be my next pick. Yeah, sniped you. Yeah, and so like I would have taken him if not for Creed Humphrey, but uh, you know I was being I was trying to do the right thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have anything to say about those guys, or should we just move on? Uh, we can move on. We already talked yeah. about Bradbury, but okay. Um, I'm gonna go. Josh Sweat mm. came on this year. I thought, you know, obviously last year he made the Pro Bowl. This year he should have made the Pro Bowl and didn't. Hmm. Um, but he's he had a he had closed strongly. Uh, I thought he's I thought he's looked like basically the same player at, that he was uh, the whole rest of the year when he came back from that scary uh, neck injury, which I think we've kind of forgotten about by now. <laughs> but yeah. uh, that was a very scary moment late in the season. Uh, but he came back nicely from that and uh, playing at a high level still. And I will go with. Hmm, you know, I'm going to go Chauncey Gardner-Johnson Ooh, here. Ooh, interesting. Playmaker, and I think he is the best safety in this game. Hmm. I also think that uh, he's better than anything that the Chiefs have uh, in the slot. Um, okay. Yeah, I think he, you know, his, the six interceptions kind of speak for, for themselves, and he's he's a big play waiting to happen. I am going to go with... Looking at my roster, my fake roster here, and decide what I need to fill it out with more. I think I'm going to go. Wait, do I have an edge rusher? I do not. Hmm. I probably should address that, but you already have Frederick and Sweat. So, ooh. Oh, so you're not going to go game theory then? <laughs> or you are going to? You're going to well, like, I have, I have a list, Humphrey? and I'm looking at like, I'm not like totally <laughs> jumping around it, but I'm like trying to find where. I mean, I'm not. If I have one person ahead, then I might. Um, I guess I don't. Ooh. No, I'll wait on that. Okay, I'm gonna add um, Landon Dickerson because so I want to build up my okay. offensive line. I really want to. So I have Dickerson, Mylotta. I like that the big left side combo there, and I have Kelsey. So I'm basically just building the Eagles' offensive line right here, minus Lane Johnson. Um, yeah, and then. I still have to fill out cornerback and safety. Um, but I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm just going to pull the trigger on a right guard as well and put Trey Smith because um, okay. he, I think he's been really good. He was like a big development last year as someone who kind of went underdrafted. Like it's a pretty good, like a day three pick for the Chiefs thing with round five. Um, and he had a very serious uh, injury yes. that that scared a lot of teams off, and the t- Chiefs took a chance on him, and he wound up being one of the best guards in the NFL as a rookie. And then he's had a good, not as good maybe in uh, in 2020, but still a very good season. I remember tweeting about Fletcher Cox after that Chiefs game because he had gone through a stretch where he hadn't been producing, and I remember watching like Brandon Thorne, uh, offensive line uh, guru guy like tweeting out clips of Trey Smith as a rookie, just like owning Fletcher Cox, just like had it, it was like bullying him. It was like just pushing him around, shoving him around. So mm-hmm. I'm going to build up my offensive line, kind of take like the, the Z-berm approach here and issue maybe other important things at the, at the <laughs> uh, cost of just building up my offensive line. So I have my Dickerson, Kelsey and Trey Smith. I'm gonna go Legarius Sneed. That's a good pick. I was thinking about him. Who I think is one of the I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Okay. His stats, yeah, dude. Yeah, they're good. 108 tackles by a corner. That's crazy. Three and a half sacks, three interceptions. Dude is good. And he also often travels 
with the opponent's best receiver. Um, I think he's I think he's an awesome player and uh, one of the more underrated guys in the league, like I said. And then I'll go with. See, this is a tough call, mm. uh, but I would I'm going to give the edge at linebacker to Nick Bolton mm. over T.J. Edwards. Give me Nick Bolton, second year player, uh, really good rookie season, really good uh, second season. He has 180 tackles this season, which if you play for the Eagles, that would be a team record. A uh, couple sacks, I think, thrown in there too. Decent number of uh, 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 broke, uh, PBUs, pass breakups. Um, so yeah, Nick Bolton, a really good young player, and uh, I'll take him here. Well, Darius Sneed only an 84.2 pass rating when targeted this year. He also only has a 4.4 missed tackle percentage. That's really low. He's, he's missed five tackles. He's made 108. Like, that's such a low missed tackle mm-hmm. percentage. Really good tackler. Um, three and a half sacks as well. I don't know if you mentioned that. Um, so they use him. I the, did. They, okay. They, they use him the blitz sometimes. And even his previous years, 91.9 pass rating last year. And then as a rookie, 54.2. Like, is, he is a really good corner. I was trying to get him later on. Um, not too much later on. Probably would have taken him not, this you're round. Not sneak and sneak by me, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I should mention he is dealing with a concussion. You know, still plenty of time for him to get cleared before the Super Bowl, but he'll have to mm-hmm. uh, get cleared because he's not practicing at the time. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with huge if he can't go they're they're screwed yeah that, that's that, a is, big deal. that is an extremely important player for him because like i said they're, they're starting two rookies otherwise mm-hmm. and their depth isn't good they're in big trouble if he can't play he only played four snaps i think against the bengals and somehow they were not able to take advantage of that it was to the to the degree that they should have mm. i'm gonna go with justin reed safety i've always okay. liked him he was always a guy that i like wanted the eagles to sign thought he'd be a good the eagles have always liked him yeah so I got my safety there. Um, you know, a guy he can kind of do it all. I feel like he's he can he can uh, he's a coverage guy, but not afraid to mix it up. Um, really liked him a lot. Where's my roster that I'm trying to fill out? Here it is. And then I'll t- I'll talk on Reed real sure. quick. So the Eagles brought him in for a pre-draft visit back when he came out of college. Um, where did he go again? Um, Stanford. No, that sounds right. Yeah, mm, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and then they, uh, they, he, they yeah. were interested in signing him Stanford. as a free agent this past off season, but the Chiefs paid him a little more than the Eagles were willing to. The Eagles also whiffed. Now I don't want to say whiffed, but the the Saints paid Marcus Williams an absurd amount of money. The Eagles were in on him too. And then they wound up getting the best of the three <laughs> by trading for you know Chauncey Gardner Johnson. They wound up getting a better player, basically for you know a, a late three. Uh, so they wound up with the, uh, for, and, and on a cheap deal, obviously still his rookie deal. So they wound up getting, you know, they want, it was a happy error not being able to get uh, either Reed or Marcus Williams. And then I will go with Juju because I don't have any wide receivers. And I think Juju's <laughs> kind of got underrated. Like uh, I was saying that back in the off season because, you know, he played in this garbage Steelers offense where big Ben couldn't throw the ball more than like five yards down the field. But I mean, he would have had a mm-hmm. thousand yards if he didn't get banged up in mid season, the chiefs, he had nine thirty three. Um, you know, is he a superstar? No, but I think he's an effective receiver and certainly uh, someone who can do damage from the slot. Um, can also play outside, I think, if you really need to. So uh, I need a receiver. <laughs> and he's had some big games this year. He had um, a yeah. game against the Bills with 5 for 113, uh, against the 49ers for 124 and a touchdown. So like he's capable of, of having a big game, especially on this Chiefs team. Um, hasn't been as productive down the stretch. 
Um, looking at his games here to end the season, like 27, 21, 35, 29, and 7 yards. So it hasn't really been a big factor for them as much recently. But I think he's capable of going off. And I need a receiver, so I'll take him. I was surprised to see he had 78 for 933 this year. Um, so, yeah, he was more productive. He was actually their most productive receiver, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in, in 2022. Um, they have not replaced Tyreek Hill <laughs> but and what he can do. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they've kind of done it with by committee uh, with and obviously Travis Kelsey, too. Uh, but, yeah, different kind of season for for different kind of weapons this season for Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go with basically the left side of the Chiefs offensive line. I'll take Orlando Brown and Joe Tooney. Yeah. Um, Again, like I mentioned earlier, both of them are in the Pro Bowl. Tooney was a longtime player for the Patriots. Uh, Brown is just an enormous human being at like 6'8", I think 345 or 350 or something like that. Um, so you're not going to bull rush him. Like, like same thing with Jordan Mulata. Like You're not going to run him over mm-hmm. ever, uh, but I think he is a little bit susceptible to speed. Yeah. Um, Josh Sweat. Uh, like we mentioned in, you know, prior to the 49ers game, um, you know, anything that you could, he could get against Trent Williams is was gravy. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case in this game. I think they, they'll look for him to get pressure against Orlando Brown. But uh, Brown certainly, you know, not a top tier offensive tackle, but maybe just a tier right below that. And again, he is in the Pro Bowl this year. Speaking of before the 49ers game, how about Jonathan Gannon with the we're going to F and gut these guys. <laughs> Why didn't he put that video video out like that sooner? Why didn't he go viral? I mean, everyone loves him now. That's right. He would have, he right. would have avoided a lot of ire. Maybe gotten a head coaching job. Bigger than J- Jim Johnson now. Uh, yeah, and that was that was great. I, I was shocked. I, I mean, not shocked in that, like, you know, he seems like a relatively fiery guy. Not as much as Sirianni, but, yeah. you know, he, he has some passion. Uh, I've seen him, you know, get fired up in practice. But uh, how about that? That's pretty cool. You know, it's yeah, chopping it up with the fans on the way into the stadium, driving in, and like he's, he was juiced. He was legitimately <laughs> juiced. It wasn't like fake, fake or forced. Like he was, he was fired up. So, right, uh, very much big test ahead for him with Patrick Mahomes, and considering what the Eagles have done this year or not done really when they face teams with good quarterbacks, especially you know like like above average quarterbacks at least in Dak and Aaron Rodgers, who was hurt but still you know. Had, a good game against the Eagles before he ended up getting hurt. Um, so certainly a really big test against Mahomes. But uh, do I feel better about Jonathan Ginn's outlook in the Super Bowl after that clip? Yeah, hell yeah, I do. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going to rise to the challenge. He's not afraid. Uh, and the fact that he's only allowed 14 points through two playoff games is pretty good as well. Uh, okay, so it's my turn. And I – well, let's take a break here, actually, because we're about – 30 yeah, minutes in, yeah. and we can take a, a moment to regather here. Uh, before we do, right to sell on Craft Jerky, right to sell on.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. Do it. Go there. The, look, the big game, Jimmy, is coming up. You know, you know the one. The big game. I know the big game. You know the big game. That's right. What better way game. to enjoy the big game than with some high quality meat snacks to snack on? Um, Hey, you could bring them to the big game party that you're going to if you wanted to. You know, you go into a party, like, hey, check these things out. They're pretty good. And you can spread the good word yourself by saying, hey, go to righttosellin.com. Use discount code BGN15 for 15% off these delicious meat snacks that, you know, you can have as part of your football watching experience. 
Um, and then when the Eagles win the Super Bowl, you're going to want to celebrate. And what better way to then to just, you know, gorge on some meat snacks. So do it. By the way, Brandon was a kid at the, at the top of the episode. The Eagles oh, legit yeah. ordered a bunch of righteous. They had it sent to their hotel in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like that's not he wasn't kidding. Like they no, actually yeah, they, ordered apparently yes. a buttload of righteous felons. They, they actually eat it and had it sent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So check it out. <laughs> All right. Back after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on BGN Radio, it's my turn in the draft, Jimmy. So I'm going to go, as I look at the roster here and the big board and see who's taken, you took Thune and uh, Orlando Brown. So my turn is up, and I still need some things. A lot of stuff on defense. I'm going to (laughs) take my favorite player on the Eagles, Brandon Graham. I think, even though he's not technically a starter, doesn't really matter. Yeah, I have backups on my list, too. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because I think he could play. I think we're in this uh, hypothetical situation. We're talking about a game, too, right? Like, because there's one game left in the season anyway. We're not talking about a whole season. He's better than one of the Chiefs starters. Like, George Karlaftis is their starting defensive end opposite Frank Clark. He's better than George Karlaftis, unquestionably. In this hypothetical, we're asking them to, like, play one game, right? We're not, like, this is a roster. We're not, like, building a whole season. (laughs) it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, Yeah. so this is, like, your Super Bowl. (laughs) That's exactly what we're we're looking at, is one game. So he can handle a workload (laughs) for one game, and I think Brandon Graham could come up big again in this game. If you want to talk about a guy who could be, if you're looking for, like, long-shot MVP odds, I mean, I think he has some of the because he was such a hero, although he didn't win in the last one and he made that play. If he does mm. something like that again, I think he would kind of get like that extra maybe push or narrative or credit. Or yeah, maybe yeah, there's yeah. even some of like, hey, this guy really could have been comeback player of the year and we didn't give him that. So like, why don't we try to like make up for that a little bit here? Might win man of the year. Right. Uh, like a couple of days before the Super Bowl. So people be like, oh, that guy's he's a good yeah. guy, too. Yep. All right, let's give it to him. So as a long shot guy, and if he makes a big play in a big spot and there's no other obvious candidate, yeah, I think he could kind of be underrated. And I love Brandon Graham, so happy to have him on my team. Also, just great for the vibes. And then I'm going to go with, hmm, I'm going to go with Juan Thornhill, the other chief safety as my safety, a guy who typically makes plays, um, always is showing up in the stat sheet with interceptions and such. Uh yeah. Another pre-draft visit guy for the Eagles back in the day out of Virginia. They showed a lot of interest in him. Did not end up taking him, yeah. of course, but a lot of interest in him. Um, uh, has had three interceptions this year. Also has a sack, four TFLs. Um, 
nine passes defense. So, you know, a guy who makes some plays on the ball and has not missed a game. So I'll take it. All right. I'm going to go uh, Isaac Sayamalo. And my uh, my offensive line is now complete. Hmm. So my offensive line is Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey. So I got the three. I got the three Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, pro bowlers, <laughs> Isaac and Lane. Hmm. Uh, and then tough decision here. I'm going to go Avante Maddox hmm. in the slot. Yeah. And um, I, I, I don't yeah. think his importance is going to be very high in this particular game because, first of all, I think one of the early under-discussed stories at the Super Bowl is how banged up the Chiefs receivers are. They're not going to have Nicole Hardman, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Juju's banged up. And then um, uh, Kadarius Tony is banged up as well. He's two different So injuries. Marquez Valdez-Scantling and uh, the rookie, their second-round pick, uh, Sky Moore, mm-hmm. who hasn't played a ton this year. Uh, I think he had like 300 or so receiving yards somewhere in that ballpark during the re- during the regular season. They played most of that game uh, against the Bengals in the uh, AFC Championship game. Uh, so, yeah, again, I don't know how how much the Chiefs are going to do. Like, I don't know, like, who is going to be operating. I guess Juju could be operating out of the slot. Mm-hmm. Like, who? I guess he is their best receiver, and he could be operating on the slot. So maybe that does make – maybe I'm changing my mind here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Avante Maddox actually might be an important player in this game. Uh, on the spot, changing my mind. Well, I got to think about that now. potentially uh, see, in theory, you could have – Maddox against Kelsey at times, not like the whole game, but in times like I don't know. I know he's given up the size, but if you're worried about him, yeah, it's a big size mismatch. If you're worried about the speed though, and just worried about him getting open, I don't know. Yeah, CJ GJ would be maybe a uh, when they go man, and sure. it would be a, a probably the the most logical matchup I think against Kelsey. But there there could be times where you know Kelsey wanders into Maddox's zone. Um, but yeah, um, Maddox, obviously a very good player, one of the best slot corners in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, so I think he's a pretty safe choice. Okay. Um, he was kind of limited in his first game back. I think he might be, you know, the extra, these two weeks here. They, they didn't need him. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> Their need quarterbacks him. couldn't throw. But I, I do think he wasn't um, 100%. Like he was limited in practice leading up yeah, to the game. That's fair. I do think um, the yeah. extra time off could really help him especially because he was not too far removed from getting out of that boot. I am looking at mm-hmm. a PFF grade here for a second. Ooh, tough. Um, uh, I'm going to go with, I need another receiver because I may have one currently in this garbage 12 personnel offense. I'll take MVS. Um, <laughs> he came up big okay. for the Chiefs here in the AFC championship game. Uh, I thought he's always been like a decent enough player, not a great player, but like, you know, kind of decent uh, played on the Packers there in Rogers. So, that certainly helps, and playing with Mahomes also helps. I'm sure not so impressive on a team uh, with where the quarterback isn't so good. But, um, you know, uh, just went off for six for uh, 116 and touchdown in the AFC Championship game. Had a big game earlier this year against the 49ers, uh, three for 11. Um, capable of having a big game, bigger guy, 6'4", uh, two or six pounds can make some plays down the field has that vertical threat element, especially um, valuable for the chiefs right now for looking at the real game, because as you mentioned, Nicole Hardman, not going to be available for this game. Um, I think most people know that he's a fast dude, but he's actually like, I was looking at his 40 time. He's a four, three, three guy, which is for perspective. Uh, Quez is four, three, five. So, you know, like, like mm-hmm. an even faster version of Quez and, 
and can do things for them in the punt return game as well. Uh, Hardman when he's healthy, which he is not. So I'll take MVS here. And then I will also take looking at my roster. Hmm. I don't want to do this. I think he's not the best representative of character. I know, I, I, I know where you're going with this. But I will take Frank Clark. Well, well, well Frank Clark. Rusher. I also think he's incredibly <laughs> overrated relative to his contract. Like, okay. his deal. But I need another edge rusher, so I kind of have to do it. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go TJ Edwards. Round out my mm-hmm. linebackers. Nick Bolton, TJ Edwards. And then uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Fletcher Cox. Mm. All right. Who is your other defense? Or do you have another defensive tackle or just the one? I don't have one yet. Okay. He's my first defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, Fletcher Cox probably. Yeah, we don't need this. We don't. Not, not much needs to be said about those two. Probably games. his last game <laughs> with the Eagles, right? You would think this time or no? Yeah, I thought I thought that was the case last mm. year, though, too. And then he was back. So we'll see. I mean, I think uh, two interesting franchise tag candidates are uh, CJGJ at safety and Javon Hargrave at defensive tackle. If Hargrave leaves, if they don't want to the tag number is high for defensive tackle. It's like 18 or 19 or something like that for safety. It's like 14 mm-hmm. um, and they'll have trouble fitting anyone in with the tag anyway uh, with their salary cap situation. I guess in theory they could tag someone and then, but they'd have to, they'd actually have to sign before they could turn that contract, like, you know, turn convert it into like a bonus and kick it into future years. They can't do that until the player actually signs the franchise tag deal and most of them don't until they absolutely have to. Uh, so I don't know they're going to tag anyone. You might They might lose Hargrave mm. in free agency if somebody comes in with some crazy offer. And then at that yeah. point, you know, maybe maybe they maybe they bring Fletch back again. Mm. So who knows? Time. I know. I know that I know that you're not high on it, but. You know that's what they like their own players. Oh yeah, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I'm saying it should be. <laughs> uh, all right, I get I can see a scenario where he's back next year. I am going to go with you've hmm, you took Slay right. I did and Maddox and Legarius and Legarius. Well, what the heck? <laughs> what do I even have left to pick from? Well, I guess I'll take Trent McDuffie for the slot. Yeah. Um. Another guy who a lot of people thought the Eagles might take him last year. Like that was like yeah. a popular uh, mock. Option. That was always a dumb idea. Yeah, I didn't love <laughs> that um, bet for them. That like the profile in terms of like, a smaller slot guy it turned out to be a pretty good year. Yeah, he turned out to be a pretty good player this the, year. The resources year. it wasn't that, about that never him. Made sense for the Eagles. I think yeah. being an awful player as much as the premium resource on that kind of profile was not really what you wanted to bet on. Um, so I'll take him. Because uh, I need a slot defender. I'm looking at his numbers here. He has not yet had an interception. He had five pass passes defense, one forced fumble. He had a only an 86.5 pass rating when targeted, and he only missed two tackles. So, okay, you know, some decent numbers here. I'll take him in the slot. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, he actually plays both. So I think he plays on the outside, and then he moves into the slot when they go nickel. And then I'll take a... Uh, I'll take you Kaiser White. You didn't take him, right? I did not. He had a good game in the uh, NFC Championship game. He was flying around. He's made some really good tackles, I thought. Um, yeah, 
So he's kind of been erratic. He's been he's struggled at times, um, but he's coming off a good game. It's a big moment for a player like him in a mold of uh, he's going to be a free agent. He's here on this one year deal. He's trying to get probably get you know a multi year deal at this point next mm-hmm. in this coming off season. So this is like a really big spot for him to show up and show out. So I'll take you guys your way. All right, I'm going to go Miles Sanders, and I. I was, I'm really tempted by Isaiah Pacheco because that dude is good. Yeah. Have you watched him play? I have. I like that him. guy runs hard. I think he would. I think that guy would be awesome on the Eagles. Uh, but I'll take Miles <laughs> and uh, and I'll take uh, Kadarius Tony for my slot receiver. Okay. Who uh, uh, interesting personality. Mm. Um, don't know a whole lot about what turns him off mm. to, um, you know. To the Giants, I guess specifically, but they they don't they were willing to just get rid of him for for very little, and uh, he's made some plays for the Chiefs this year. But he has a big play waiting to happen, and uh, from the Eagles' perspective, you hope it just doesn't happen against them. I like Ibacheco. He's at four point nine uh, yards per attempt. He runs hard. Uh, uh, does fumble a little bit. He has four fumbles on about ninety fewer carries than Miles Sanders has. Miles Sanders has two. Okay. So that's something to watch out for. Not like it's a good nugget. Yeah, yeah. not a. It's not like a huge necessarily, like fumbling all the time, fumbling machine, but he is, you know, he's younger too. So uh, it's prone to to maybe happen to him, but I'll take him to fill out most of my offense. And then I will also take, see, I have a cornerback spot. Um, hmm. Did, so you, what spots do you have open? I still have right tackle, linebacker, and cornerback. I got tight end, DT. And safety. Okay. I'm going to go with Willie Gay, baby. Give <laughs> me Willie Gay. Willie Gay is good. Um, <laughs> Willie Gay can play. He's banged up, but yeah, I think he is the Chiefs' best linebacker. I would I, I mean, um, or at least I think it's Bolton's very controversial from what I'm gathered from Chiefs fans. Like they're really split on him. Okay. A lot of some people think he's good. Some people think he sucks. He's overrated. So uh, I will hmm. take that's interesting. Yeah, I'll take a Willie Gay who is limited or has been like limited in practice, but he should be ready for the big game. Um, and then was that your second pick? Yeah, because I took um, wasn't it? Because who did I take before that? I, oh yeah, because I took Pacheco. Yeah. All right, I'm just gonna make my last three picks. <laughs> I'm going to take Milton Williams uh, as my other defensive tackle. I like him better than Derek Nanati. Sure. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And then uh, I guess I'll take Marcus Epps. And then, I like uh, Epsy. I think it's a good value pick. And then you're not going to take a tight end, obviously, at this point. So I'm just going to take Jack Stoll okay. for my final guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know who the Chiefs' backup tight end is, if I'm being per- perfectly honest. I know that he... I'll just get a guy who can block a little bit. Uh, their second leading. Noah Gray is that? Is yeah, that Noah name? Gray is okay. there. He has uh, twenty eight catches this year for almost three hundred yards and a touchdown. Yeah, it's not bad for a backup yeah. tight end. Yeah, you might, you might, you can take him over Stoll if you want. I'm going Jack Stoll. Okay. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take the guy that I know is, is the devil you know over the devil you don't. That's right. Um, I am at a spot where I need to fill out right tackle, so I guess I have to take. Hmm. Uh, do I want to take? I guess I'll take the chief starter. I'll take Andrew Wiley over Jack Driscoll. I'm, I can't take. I'm not going to take uh, Andre Dillard and put him out the right tackle. I'm definitely not going to do that. No. But uh, I was looking up Andrew Wiley's PFF grade earlier because let's be honest, I don't think many of us have watched him play specifically. Um, but he ranks 46th out of um, 
57 tackles. Okay. So not good. On, on my list to do today is to watch some Andrew. Well, Wiley. I think you're going to find some things that aren't great because he's, he's not been good. <laughs> um, where does he grade out strongly? He grades out. He's just an average overall around player, not particularly strong or weak or not particularly weak. I should say against like run blocking or pass blocking, but I need a right mm-hmm. tackle. And I don't think I can really get around putting anyone else there based on what's available on the. How many sacks did they say that he gave up this he year? He that gave you? up. I do. He gave up. I just have to sort through the tackle or the um, the uh, the table here. Nine. He gave up nine sacks. So Ooh, not good because yikes. only one, two, three players allowed more in the NFL. Yikes! The, those players were Jonah Williams, Dennis Daly, and Abraham Lucas. So yeah, not okay. not good, and certainly they ate, but the Eagles ate up poor Dennis Daly. Yes, uh, in the Titans game. Well, yes, who you know Hassan Reddick is going to be working uh, against this guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's definitely not great. Although I'm really kind of relying here on my extra tight ends, I mean, like Goddard, and maybe, so I'm going to put Goddard on that side a lot and uh, have him help out Mister Wiley there. Uh-huh. So th- there yeah. we go. And I don't have to worry about not uh, sending him out as much because um, Travis Kelsey do that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So there we go. And then that leaves me with one cornerback. And I guess the only person I can really reasonably take is the Chiefs' other starter, right? Um, yeah. Jalen Watson. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, who else am I going to put there? R- rookie, rookie seventh round pick. He's another guy that I don't know anything about. I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta watch him a little bit. But uh, rookie seventh round pick, I think he played like six, seven hundred snaps, something like that. But uh, he he comes in in nickel. So, mm. uh, like I said before, uh, McDuffie plays starts plays on the outside. Uh, I think I had this right anyway. Um, plays on the outside, and then in nickel, he, he, he McDuffie moves into the slot, <clears throat> and then Jalen Watson comes in and plays on the outside. Watson is a one hundred and three point nine pass rating when targeted, so not not great. Hmm. And that's it. That's my roster. All right. So you, you want to recap them? See, that didn't take that long. Where, where were we at? You thought that was going to take a couple hours. I was afraid it was going to we're take 50, multiple hours. We're at 51 minutes. Uh, my roster is... Yeah, go ahead. I'll read my offense, and then you read your offense, and then I'll read my defense. You can okay. read your defense. My offense is Jalen Hurts with Isaiah Pacheco, uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis Kelsey, and Dallas Goddard. And then an offensive line of Mylotta, Dickerson, Kelsey, Trey Smith, and Andrew Wiley. All right. I got Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Miles Big Sanders. Advantage. Receivers are A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and mm-hmm. Kadarius Toney. My tight end is Jack Stoll. And then uh, my line from left to right is Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Isaac Sayamalo, and Lane mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah, I like your... I think yours better. Although I think I have the better offense. The hole at tight end is not great, <laughs> but you don't really need it as much with the receiving I don't know. Yeah, he's just got a block. <laughs> and um, I don't even need him to block because my whole line is stacked. <laughs> I feel good about my line, other than right tackle. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they these are the, these the Eagles have the best offensive line in the NFL, and the Chiefs are, I think, very clearly at minimum top ten. Mm-hmm. And mm, okay, my, then my defense is Brent. Oh, so did I say top ten? I meant top five. Yeah. Minimum. They're top, top thirty-two top offensive three. line. Um, <laughs> Brandon Graham, Frank Clark are my edge rushers. 
on the inside, I have Chris okay. Jones and Javon Hargrave. I feel really good. Like that's a that's a that's, that's a, a tough nightmare front. duo. Yeah. And then uh, Willie Gay and Kaiser White. My linebackers, I think, are okay. They're fine. And then cornerbacks are not amazing. But I have Bradbury, Jalen Watson, uh, McDuffie in the slot. And then at safety, I have I like my safeties, which is are the chief safeties, which is Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill. And I have Reddick and Sweat on the edges. I like those two guys. Uh, big disadvantage compared to you mm-hmm. at defensive tackle with uh, Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams. By the way, I think Milton Williams would start on most NFL teams, by the way. He's just uh, playing behind Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, but um, back up for, for now. Linebackers are Nick Bolton, TJ Edwards. Corners are good. Mm. Slay, Sneed, Maddox. Yeah. And then my safeties are CJ, GJ, and Marcus Epps. Yeah, I lost this activity. It's very clear. I don't need anyone to tell me that I lost because I I get it. (laughs) I didn't. This is Jimmy's activity. So I (laughs) I think your defense is a little better. Uh, I mean, that front is tough. And then, uh, but the off my offense is clearly a lot better. I should have taken one. (laughs) I shouldn't have taken my lotta, and I should have taken. It would have changed everything. Would change the whole landscape if I just got either Devonte or uh, right. AJ. But all right, uh, that's it. Those are our teams that are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Not the actual team. I think. I think most of the, the the players at the top wound up being. So I'll just. I don't know what your big board looks like, but looking at my big board, I have one chief, two, three. Three. I have three Chiefs in my top ten. I have seven Eagles. My three Chiefs were Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, of course, and um, uh, oh, Chris Jones. And then uh, my the Eagles, I had Hurts, uh, Lane Johnson, Hassan Reddick, uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jason Kelsey, Darius Slay were all in my top ten. You obviously have Slay a little lower than I do. I, but I think I have... Is it crazy that I would have three Chiefs in my top four? No, because it's Kelsey, yeah. Chris Jones, and right. Patrick Mahomes. So no, they're, they're all they're all outstanding players. So that's, the, it's, that's the interesting thing. It's like I think if you're asking how many Chiefs players, I think the more interesting question here is like how many Chiefs players start on the Eagles. And okay, that's been asked a lot. Dave Mangles addressed that in his mailbag for Bleeding Green Nation this week. Someone asked that. Okay, and you know. You go Mahomes, right? You go Kelsey over Goddard. You go Chris Jones over Cox, right? Take your pick. Whatever, either way, but probably Cox. And then um, after that, I mean, I guess you could – do you want to take like – Justin Reed or one of probably one of those over Marcus Epps? I would would take take either of them over Marcus Epps. And then um, what else? I think there's a debate between Orlando Brown and Jordan Oh, Mylata. I don't think so. I'd probably take. I think my. think so? I would take. I'll take my lot of long term. I would rather have him on my roster, mm-hmm. but for one game, it's close. I could have gotten tricky. Uh, and played. Pl- I should have made a better play for Brown and moved him back over to right tackle because he could do that. The point that you make that my lot of has played very well lately, I think, uh, holds some water. Um, I would take. Yeah, there's not no one on the offensive line. I mean, other than I, I really like Nick Bolton. It's interesting that their fans are divided on him. I would, I would certainly take him over Kaiser White. I would take Willie Gay over Kaiser White too. Um, Okay, 
So both linebackers. Yeah, there's not there's but there's not that many. There's not that many players I would I would take on the Chiefs. That there's not that many Chiefs players that I would start on the Eagles. And then I think of running back, depending on what you like and how like you project them onto the other team. Mm-hmm. I think it's a debate between Pacheco okay. and uh Sanders. I didn't know about the fumbles, that's concerning. Yeah. Um Trey Smith versus Isaac Sayamalo is close. I'd probably take I'd probably take Trey Smith. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Eagles are a better Eagles are a better team. I think like I think the Eagles are are the are the better team in the Super Bowl matchup, and there's a reason they're favored. And there's a and the, by the way, there's also a reason why they're not favored by more. It's because the Chiefs have, are there every year, and everyone knows they're good. I was actually almost kind of surprised that the Chiefs or the Eagles were uh, you know immediately favorites. I thought it might swing there eventually, um, but yeah, they're uh, they're a better team. Probably should be favored by like three. Would you rather have Andy or Nick Sirianni to coach your team? So I think Andy is the better game planner. Right. And the better uh, offense designer. I mean, he's a legend in on both of those things. But I think Nick is the better in-game yeah. coach. And actually, the thing that surprised me, you know, the Chiefs uh, went for it on fourth down. 12 times this year, which was the second lowest in the NFL. Uh, I just maybe they just didn't have you well, know, yeah, a lot of reasonable situations where they you know would go or for situations it. in general the went, because the Eagles went for it 32 mm-hmm. times though, and the Eagles had every every bit as many big leads or you know leads uh, as the Chiefs. They converted 22 of those, by the way, but to almost kind of triple them up on fourth down conversions attempted. Uh, I think there's enough evidence there to suggest that Nick Sirianni is the more aggressive yeah. uh, head coach in this matchup. So who would you? And I don't think of Andy as being not aggressive. Like, I don't think of him as being like a Kyle Shanahan type, yeah. like a coward. Uh, but uh, I don't think of him in that way at all. But so was, that's why it was interesting that there's only one team that like went for it less than them on fourth down. Uh, but yeah, I think overall I'd probably take Andy uh, just because I mean, dude is a Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. like one of the best coaches ever type of coach uh and nick you know would i think nick would sign up for Andy reed's career in a heartbeat sure. um i'd take andy but i don't think it's i don't think it's a, a huge gap i think nick sirianni is uh is, is legit and uh should we talk about Ju- julian love by the way <laughs> julian love we're like on. julian hate good morning, <laughs> good morning football was it i think where he mm-hmm. said that Nick Sirianni is just along for the ride. Free ride. I think he's called it a, a quote a free ride, but he, you know, essentially meant along for the ride on a great Eagles team that he's doing nothing to um, further their chances. And it's all about the players, which, you know, certainly the players are great. Uh, but yeah, that was sort of interesting. And I actually asked a bunch of players about that. Uh, and like, I'll, I'll have like a story on that soon, but they were like, a lot of them were kind of laughing at Julian Love. They're like, "What do you care about the coach for? Like, he's not even playing. Why would that? Why would he bother you on the other sideline? Yeah. That's crazy." Also, is he saying <laughs> his teammates suck? Is that the reason why they lost thirty-eight to seven? Is it? It's not because it wasn't about the coaching. It was just that your teammates are garbage. Is like, is that what you're saying? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not very strange. Very strange comments. Yeah. Um, he probably didn't think it through. A lot of like a lot of that stuff is working in the Eagles' favor to me in terms of the vibes because there was a lot of that going sure. on with the 49ers i'm not seeing a lot of i don't like i said i think i think i said that going up to the game so many weird like aggressive 
like, oh, Eagles are not that good, or Jordan Mailata sucks, or like weird stuff coming out from the 49ers media and fans leading up to the mm-hmm. championship game, and a lot of whiny stuff coming out after it. Um, the, the San Francisco 40 whiners? Yeah, San Francisco 40 whiners. And I'm not seeing that with the Chiefs, to be clear, but I'm seeing a lot of like like Eagles haters with this, oh, the schedule was so easy, and oh, um uh like yeah like it's well it's no one's getting credit their their path to the super bowl was easy and they beat that they beat daniel jones and the giants and then they that they beat uh, a a fourth string quarterback or whatever yeah guess what they got the one seed it's supposed to be easier than the rest of the teams they earn the right to have an easy (laughs) path that's the that's the reason you 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 try so hard to get the one seed also like the nfc wasn't that good we all said that (laughs) who were they supposed to play like who who's the team in the nfc that was so great that they should they you know could have played. That was the Niners. Right. I mean, there was no one else. And oh, they, oh, Brock Purdy got hurt. Yeah, because they knocked him out of the game. It wasn't like. Right. Because they, they couldn't block, block their defensive line. Oh, because they. And then they decided to not be smart with it, too, and put a backup tight end against Hassan Reddick. It wasn't It wasn't like Brock Purdy, like, tripped in pregame warmups and, like, you know, broke his leg somehow. And, like, it was extremely <laughs> right. fortuitous. No, like, they knocked him out of the game. And they knocked Josh Johnson out of the game. And when you have a pass rush that leads the league in sacks and is really physical, then that's a byproduct of that. And, um, but I don't want to hear excuses made if they, if they beat Andy and I don't think there will be, but that's the thing. Like if you beat Andy and Mahomes, then you can't say like easy path or whatever you beat, you know, the, right. The greatest. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, this is, this is as legit an opponent as you're going to, as you can possibly ask for. I mean, this team is, if the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, they're going to be talked about it like as a dynasty. Yeah. They've been they've been to the last five AFC Championship games. Pete said that, and Pete they've Sweeney won. From they've won Pride three of them. Use the term dynasty if they win. Yeah, as he should. Yeah, and they'll ha- and they'll have. I mean, they'll only have two Super Bowl wins at that point if they beat the Eagles. Uh, but I mean, this team is as legit as as they come in in you know today's NFL. Like they're they're like the alpha dog of the mm-hmm. NFL right now. That, that's that it's the Chiefs. Um, so if they beat the Chiefs, then they'll, they'll the, the Eagles will have beaten the Alpha Dog in each of their last two Super Bowls. Because certainly the Patriots were that when they beat them as well. It is kind of funny. I pointed this out in the mixtape. All the people saying the Eagles haven't beaten anyone. Like who have the Chiefs beaten? Like what's their like signature win? That's or <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could say the Bengals. The Bengals. Okay, yeah. but they also lost did, to them earlier. Did they beat. Did they lost to the Bills, right? They did lose to the Bills. Jaguars, the Eagles the, beat them. They beat the Jaguars in the divisional round. So did the Eagles in, in what week four. three or four or whatever it was. The point is the Chiefs don't have this amazing resume. If in okay, if you want to say the Bengals, that's one game. So you're making this argument based on one game. Like that's your whole argument. So yeah, I think that's silly. Um, and then, but this is that, and the, like don't take that as like a slight to the Chiefs and I mean no. you play who's on your schedule, but also like there are only twelve teams or 11, 11, 11 or twelve. I forget exactly thirteen maybe. Teams that had winning record yeah. in the NFL, <laughs> so like, I think uh, Washington was they were five hundred uh, eight eight and one, and then all the rest had losing records. So, I mean, there's only a small handful, and some of the teams that you know had winning records were including like the Giants in like that equation, the Jaguars. Uh, who else made the playoffs? That you know, was, the Vikings suck. Mm. <laughs> you know, they they wound up with a with a great record, but they sucked. So like, there's only a really small handful of teams yeah. that you can cons- that that you know the general populace would consider. Oh, that's a great win. I agree. And if they're not, those teams aren't on your schedule. Then what are you gonna do? Well, By the way, the Chiefs, uh, I feel like are very uncompelling 
villain. Mm. <laughs> like it's hard to villainize that team because they're pretty likable. They're it's a pretty likable team. Uh, I think Eagles fans, for the most part, like Andy Reid. Uh, the the Kelsey brother thing is uh, you know kind of uh, you know a uniting team thing uniting a uniting kind of thing uh, for these two teams you know if they weren't playing against each other in the Super Bowl so uh, yeah kind of a kind of a boring storyline from that perspective whereas the last time the Patriots were an extraordinarily sure. hateable team for the cheating they you know probably cheated against the Eagles in the Super Bowl in twenty yep. in two thousand four. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, all the cast of characters that were very hateable, Matt Patricia, uh, you know, right on down the line. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different this time around in that the Chiefs aren't, you have to find ways to hate, to hate the Chiefs as opposed to them being very obvious. That's part of my thing with like championship weekend feeling special and better because there's just more potential for like rivalry like there was with the Chiefs for the Bengals. Yeah. And just like the idea, you know, it just, it's it's weird when you're playing a team from a different conference that you typically don't see except for one every four years or so. There's just not a lot mm-hmm. of built in juice to that. It's the biggest game of the year, but like the actual, you know, rivalry or whatever angle, they're just it's not really there so much in general. And yeah, I don't think there's any like, oh, we got to stick it to the Chiefs. I mean, obviously, Eagles fans want to win, but <laughs> right. it's not like they're taking joy so much in the Chiefs losing. Um it's not like other sports where, like in the NBA back in the day, uh, the the Celtics and the Lakers were thought of yeah. as like a huge rivalry, um, and in opposing conferences, obviously. And uh, you can probably come up with examples like that in in baseball and hockey as well. I don't know hockey as much, but um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, maybe it's hard hard to manufacture these rivalries. But I think we you kind of could with the Eagles and Patriots having to yes. face each other in the Super Bowl. Eagles bitter that they probably cheated again in, the, in that Super Bowl, and uh, they and they had they hadn't really you know bested Brady in in any sort of big mm-hmm. game. Yeah, and I and who knows maybe if the Eagles and Chiefs continue on these runs where you know the Chiefs have Mahomes and Reed and they're just going to keep mm-hmm. chugging along and maybe. It's very premature to say it, but maybe this is the beginning of something great for the Eagles in terms of a great era where Sirianni's here and um, Hertz is, you know, like this kind of, you know, real deal player, every like MVP-esque kind of candidate every single season. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is the beginning of that. And maybe they face off a couple more times in Super Bowls or whatever down the road. So, you know, that's that's possible. I'm not counting on that. I don't think it's likely, but it's a, it's a possible scenario. I will say there is something to the Eagles not having beat Andy yet. That would be satisfying. They, they haven't done that. Um, going back to right. 2013 when he came into the link in like week three or whatever it was against Chip. They lost that game on Thursday Night Football. They lost during the Super Bowl year when they went to KC in week two. Right. Yeah. And that was a good game. It was actually really, really entertaining. Good game. Kareem Hunt had a big game in that game, I believe. Yeah. Lane Johnson had his worst game as a pro wow. in the 2013 game. Oh, yeah. Against Justin, Justin Houston, Houston destroyed yeah. him in that game. That's uh, actually, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll retell that real quick. But he was on uh, Chris Long's podcast and uh, they, were <laughs> they were talking about. I guess Chris Long asked him about his worst mm-hmm. game, and Lane Johnson said it was that. Justin Houston wrecked him in that game, and he's like, "I get back into the locker room," and sure enough, there's there's Les Bowen, and he does like a perfect Les Bowen impression about how he's like kind of shaking his head while he's asking the question. He goes, "So Lane, uh, a rough night there, huh?" 
It wasn't even like a question. It was just like a statement. It wasn't a question. Yeah, so, it was a comment. So you got destroyed by uh, Justin Houston. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Lester T. He says the comment, and then you're 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 sort of asked to comment on his comment. And then there was the game from last <laughs> Love Last. Yes, of course. And we're not making fun of No, last yeah, it's a great fair. story. Um then there was the game last year where it was earlier in the year, kind of before the Eagles had found their footing in a lot of ways. Hertz had a good game numbers wise. Um, There's some garbage time in there. It was kind of, I was looking back at the game, a lot of scoring in that game. Eagles ultimately Mm -hmm. kind of like couldn't uh, hang on. And certainly roster is a lot different now for both teams. There's a lot of key differences. I want to, I think I'm going to go back and do a post on that in terms of what's different since the last time they played. I mean, no, no Tyree kill. That still doesn't matter in terms of Mahomes is still great, but you know, yeah, a player that you ideally don't want to have to deal with. Well, he had a big game. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he made big. He made big plays he in that game. Broke the game open, kind of at the end, like really kind yeah. of sealed the deal. He had that deep touchdown. Um, that was when Nick Sirianni was really struggling. Yes. That was remember when they went to Dallas yep. and he thought that the way to play Dallas, who had a high octane offense at the time, not so much mm-hmm. now, but they did then, and he felt like the, the only the way to beat them was to get into a shootout with them. And then this game happened to be right after that. Okay. And I think he kind of carried that philosophy into this game yeah. as well. And they just lost the, They lost the shootout. That's basically what happened. Because, mm-hmm. of course, they did. You're not going to outscore the Chiefs. Why try? Yeah, I think so. Why, or why, why go into it with the mentality that let's make the, this is going to be a high-scoring game instead of, you know, doing what a lot of teams try to do to the Eagles this year, like Washington, for example, where they tried to slow the game down, rely on their running attack, you know, convert short third downs, et cetera, et cetera, maybe get a turnover here. That's the way they should have played the Chiefs in that game. But they tried to, you know, they tried to sort of, um, you know, match them. Uh, big play for big play. Sanders only had seven carries in that game for 13 yards, too. They kind of shut him down. Oh, did he? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Hertz had some success on the ground. Uh, th- but there is something to beating Andy. And especially imagine if it happened in a situation where like, Andy messed up at the end of the game. And because then it would, mm-hmm. I, I know there's the whole like Andy's finally going to get the Eagles the Super Bowl. If he messes at the end of the game, up at the end of the game in a key spot, he might, he might like, he might screw it up. And like now the Eagles win the Super Bowl because of that. That would be very kind of, um, uh, it's not poetic justice. It would be, it's not something to necessarily, (laughs) that's that's the wrong phrase too. Well, yeah, it's not about like reveling in it and necessarily, I mean, ironic. It would, yeah, it would just be fitting. Yeah. Fitting for that to happen. Uh, bring it full circle, full circle a little bit there. It's like finally, yeah, you're on the other end of that. And it's kind of a nice, it's not about, hating on Andy as much as it's just a nice feeling to not be on that end of it that time to be uh-huh. on the right end of that. So that's all I've got. That would, this is like, by the way, Angelo Cataldi, of course, is retiring. Isn't that like, weird? This, this is his Super Bowl. I'm kind of that, like, that part of the it, Eagles going up against it. He hated Andy. Reed. But that part makes me nervous. <laughs> that makes me feel like the Eagles might lose because it would be very, It'd be very fitting that Andy uh, Angelo, who was too hard on Andy, notoriously yeah, right. ends his career by Andy winning the Super Bowl, and then he just has to leave okay. radio. <laughs> right. Although the other, it's like you know, like like if you get burned so badly on Twitter, you like you know delete your account. <laughs> well, in this case, if like Andy beat the Eagles, it's so bad. Okay, you got to retire, Angelo. <laughs> or on the flip side, he goes out in the best way for him possible. The best way for his of course, yeah. possible is like, see, I told you, Andy's mm-hmm. a fraud. The Eagles beat him. Now I'm leaving. So I guess you get to kind of spin it both ways. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, Jimmy? Uh, I'm very excited to go out to Arizona. I leave Sunday morning. 
we are probably going to I mean, Brandon and I, that is, we're probably going to do um, a couple, uh, two pods at a minimum, I would say. Uh, maybe more. I don't, we're going to kind of play it by ear. I don't know what, I'm, I got to get the lay of the land out there yeah. before I understand like what things you know, are in my time constraints are, are going to be and such. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, uh, we'll, we'll play it by ear. But yeah, I'm very excited to go out there. This Super Bowl is going to be way, my final thought is this Super Bowl is going to be way better mm-hmm. in terms of just um, enjoyment. Not being in the cold. For, from, the from, a ge- from geographical standpoint, there were times I'd wake up that week and you can relate, I'm sure, where you'd look at your phone. They could be like minus two, yep. and you'd be like, "Oh, it's a beautiful day out there." <laughs> like there, there, there are days you wake up. It was like minus twenty yeah. something. It's crazy how cold it was out yeah. there. One of the dumbest things I I've ever done was I woke up one morning and the shuttle wasn't so. Just to set the state, set the the climate there. There was the Mall of America, which is enormous, and then there's a a huge parking lot all around it. And then there are like hotels that are like on the outskirts of the parking lot. And if you were to walk from the hotel to the mall, uh, my hotel to the mall anyway, it was probably like, I don't know, 0.4 miles or something like that. Shuttle wasn't there one morning when I woke up and I'm like, I'm just going to walk. And it was like minus 20 something. And it was like, this. There, I remember like I'd gotten out of the shower and my face was still like kind of not completely dry, not wet, but like mm-hmm. not you know, kind of have like that after shower kind of moisture, I guess. <laughs> and, <laughs> but it was sunny out too. Yeah. This actually happened to me another time at the combine one year, but it was also when it was really cold, it was also really sunny. So I had my sunglasses on and I walked the 0.4 miles or whatever. It was the most miserable walk I've ever had in my life. It was horrible. And I got in, I got into the wall and I went to take my sunglasses off and they're stuck to my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, that's how cold it was out there. Arizona, I, I took a little peek ahead. It's going to be 60s, wow. 70s. The lows are surprisingly like 30s, mm. 40s, which I wasn't expecting to see. I guess it does get cold in the desert. Yeah. Uh, dur- not cold, but cool uh, in the desert during the winter. But, you know, 60s and 70s during the day. Sign me that. Sign me up for that for eight or nine days all day. You know, and, and you know, February 60s, 70s. I'll take it. All right. Uh, well, yeah, we will figure out as we go kind of what the schedule is maybe seeing if we can get some guests or whatnot. Um, yeah. Both, I know, Jimmy, on your end, potentially, maybe, if you bring your your mic set up with the, uh, like you did in training right. camp, maybe we can see if we can get any mm-hmm. any specials, any predictions from people out there. Um, it's Super Bowl week, so things are crazy. We're kind of just trying to, we, we don't know, we don't have it, <laughs> there's no, like, everything's on the you fly. Go in, yeah. <laughs> you go into it with a plan in your mind, but it's just chaos, and it's, it's, it doesn't it's, go that it's way. insane. Yeah. <laughs> I remember last Super Bowl, just the amount of emails just it was a nightmare like i would get like 200 emails like a day just from like people like hey do you want to do this or like there's so many different people who mm-hmm. want to like a lot of it's like there's gambling stuff then there's like promotion hey you should promote this product and or hey come on my come on my radio come show on my radio show so. or like just a lot of stuff that this is so and so from alberta edmonton <laughs> or edmonton alberta sorry uh <laughs> like uh, for whatever sxq radio station uh, I'm sorry, like I can't. But things too, <laughs> not even beyond that, of like just uh, things that are like tangentially related to the Super Bowl. I got an email yesterday of something about like talking to David Tyree about his helmet catch. I'm like, why do I care? Like, no one, my audience does not care about this. <laughs> and whatever, like I know the people who are sending that right. clearly don't understand that. They're just doing their 
what PR, whatever job it is they have. So I'm not trying to hate on them for not knowing, but like, it's just, there's a, so there's a bombardment of so many things that just like come across your path. So point being gentle listener, uh, why I'm bringing it up is not to say we have it hard. It's just to say there's a lot of different things going, a lot of balls in the air, if you will. So just trying to yeah. navigate the chaos and and do our best here. I'm sorry again for not having an episode earlier this week. Um, just different things going on that didn't really make that conducive. So we'll be back with you next week, and we appreciate you rocking with us. And we have a Super Bowl to preview next week. Very exciting. Uh, it's almost too much, Jimmy. It's too much of a lead up. It's just like I almost wish they could just play the big game this weekend because it's yeah. just there's so much waiting. It's just by the time the, the Super Bowl gets here, you're just like you're not over it because obviously you want to you're see fatigued, it. But yeah, yeah, you're fatigued. Yeah, like, you're, come on. you're already I tired. Just yeah. the game. Yeah, come yeah. on. There's so much so much <laughs> build up. So but hey, uh we have a week to go, so we'll make the most of it. And one last time this season, we'll see this Eagles team. So and a lot of these players and coaches potentially for the last time ever altogether in one place. So It'll be fun. All right. Jimmy, why don't you tell me where I should go from Dubai, sell, or rent a house? Oh, yes. Uh, Kristen Roach, Roach Realtors, 856-906-9295. Again, 856-906-9295 if you are looking to buy or sell your home. RighteousFelon.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. Meat snacks, non-meat snacks, all their offerings. Check them out at the website. In addition to wildrangerpet.com, 15% off dog treats by using the same discount code BGN15. Leave us a rating review, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we'll have plenty of coverage for you here on the podcast feed, wittygreennation.com for my work, phillyvoice.com for Jimmy's work. Check out our social media handles and such in the episode description below, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. G and